everyone. Welcome back to Today in Tech. I'm Julia Beauchamp, and I am here with Macworld Executive Editor Michael Simon, as well as Computer World Executive Editor Ken Mingus. We are live on our YouTube channel, IDG Tech Talk, as well as on the LinkedIn page for Computer World. So if you have any questions, comments, please do let us know either in the live chat if you're watching on YouTube or in the comment section if you're watching on LinkedIn, and we will do our best to get back to you. So we got a few things, you know, related certainly topics today. I want to cover, you know, whatever's going on with the iPhone 14. I understand that like some, like maybe specs have leaked or rumors have leaked about it. And I also want to- You don't say. Leaks. <laughs> wasn't it actually CAD drawings this time? Actually, we, yeah. we actually yeah, have an idea what it might look like. It's, it's that time of year. Sure. This is when production, like if, if, they, if they want to sell it in September, they don't get it together in July. It's, you know, they're- finalizing it and pushing it to their production people that's why all these leaks happen right you know about now like early spring late winter is when we really start seeing a full picture of what this phone can look like so so what does it look like what's it going to look oh. like i want to look like the iphone 13 basically okay i mean so th this is apple's apple's late the the ever since the iphone 6 they find a design that they like and they keep it around for a couple of generations. You know, in the early days of the iPhone, you could pretty much set your clock on every other other year. So it was uh, original iPhone, iPhone, uh, th then the iPhone 3G, the iPhone 3, 3GS, the iPhone 4, the iPhone 4S, the iPhone 5, the iPhone 5S, etc. With the iPhone 6, the 6, the 7, and the 8 were patently identical. There was, you know, some small-ish cosmetic changes if you put them next to each other you know you could see little things for the most part though they were the same iphone 10 iphone 11 were similar uh and now we have iphone 12 iphone 13 so iphone 12 brought that uh those flat edges that that the design language that was introduced i guess with the ipad pro back in 2018 with um you know flat edges and um you know i hesitate to use the word boxy but it, it, it's not very curved. It's, it's squared it's a, off. It's sort of a squared yeah. off look, yeah. And from what we can see, the iPhone 14 is going to look very much like the iPhone 13 with that design. Uh, flat edges, you know, it's a it's a rectangle. That 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 hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. um, sizes are going to change though. So the Pro is still going to be the two, 6.1, 6.7 for the Max. But on the on the non-Pro side which is where things start getting interesting. So Apple is looking, based on rumors, to really separate these two lines now by features. And the iPhone non-pro and the iPhone pro lines will reportedly have the two of the, the exact same size. So there's going to be a 6.1 and a 6.1-inch pro and a 6.7 max and a 6.7 max pro. So if you're looking to buy an iPhone, size isn't going to be a differentiating factor anymore. And what I mean gotcha. by that, if you wanted the small one right now, if you want the small phone, you have to get the non-pro version. Mm -hmm. The 5.4 inch uh, iPhone mini, the iPhone 13, the iPhone 12 mini is not available in the pro. And the 6.7 inch max is not available in the non-pro. And it, it, that creates some confusion and it creates some frustration because people like big phones that max phone is 1100 bucks 
I have one, Ken has one. They're not cheap. Mm-hmm. And if you want one, you shouldn't have to jump to the, the, the absolute highest tier just to get a big phone. Not that 6.1 inches is small, because you know it, it's it's still plenty big, but Samsung, Google, OnePlus, they all make big phones that aren't a thousand dollars plus. And right. if you want that size, right now there's no iPhone available. So right. Apple's yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna ask, you know, in, in terms of differentiating the different lines, will there be a difference in the types of screens? Yeah, probably. Displays? Probably, pr- probably the same as it is now. Okay. It will be uh, promotion. They'll both be OLED, yeah. obviously, then I backwards. But uh, from what I'm reading, the promotion, which is how it should be, that's how it is on the iPads as well. The iPad Pro has promotion. The iPad Air does not. It's a it's a pro feature, and I think it should stay that way, because yeah. you know if, if those are the things that matter to you, most people aren't going to care. But if it does, you you know that's the that's a pro feature. Uh, 120 hertz screen. There are other phone companies that make. 120 hertz in their lower lines, but Apple, I'm, I would be surprised if they brought it to the to the non-pro models this year at least. Okay. Gotcha. And I mean, that's probably going to be in. You know, I mean, obviously, like you said, Mike, the the production is happening happening now, but that's you know September, yeah, per per yep. use. September. Let's say. I, I, let me let me jump to the calendar. Let me. I'll, sure, I'll let's, make a prediction. Let's I'll, make. Uh, let's put. Let's put a hard bet on it. And I'm gonna say Se- September 14th. September 13th. Is that the is that the Tuesday? The Tuesday. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. I mean, you probably almost certainly did not hear it right here first, but. <laughs> no. Um, hey, what about the notch, Michael? Oh, um, yeah, of course. So that's, a, that's another way that Apple's going to start to really differentiate these phones. So as, as it stands now, the difference between the Pro and the non-Pro, we have the, the ProMotion display that we just talked about, the sizes, so it's bigger. Camera's better. And the chip is slightly better on the Pro. It has five, a, a five-core GPU versus a four-core GPU on the non-pro. Uh, you know, <laughs> you gotta you gotta be doing some real specific things to notice that. But th- those are right now; those are the differences. If you want to go to the, the pro, so if you compare the six point one to six point one, right, there's the, the same size. It, uh, you're getting stainless steel versus aluminum, so slightly better materials there. Better camera, uh, 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 lidar and that stuff and a better a better display so th- those are your differences with the iphone 14 we're looking at um so the same thing with the display mm-hmm. uh even though it's the same size you're probably going to have pro motion on that upper display and um the camera of course will be better which we're, which we'll talk about in in, in a minute and the, the 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 chip i'm sorry ken what did you what, what was that? i i i veered off not, what was not, the, not, 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 not so yeah so so the the chip we'll get into in a second either also, but yeah, the, the notch is going to be vastly different. So on the on the non-pro, it's going to look the same. So it's slightly thinner than it was a couple of years ago, but it's still very present. On the pro models, from what we're seeing, and this is all but confirmed, Apple is going to get rid of the notch and go to a what they're calling a whole plus pill setup. What so does that mean? There's going to be a, a little a little hole cut out in the screen for the selfie camera the front camera and next to that there's going to be a little oval sideways a sideways oval that looks like a pill 
um, for the rest of the face ID components, which is the, the dot matrix sensor and whatever, whatever needs to be in there that it needs to see. Apple is working on a, a way to get all that under the display, but it's not there yet. Samsung tried it with the um, Galaxy Z Fold 900, whatever it is, and it wasn't great. It's the, the technology just isn't there yet to hide the camera and hide all those components while also making them work and also making them invisible. So uh, there's going to be a, a hole and, a, and, a, and an oval at the top of the screen. Now, it looks like they're relatively deep. So you're probably not gaining anything in the way of usable space, but it'll look nicer and it'll it'll look significantly smaller because right now that, that notch is pretty big and there's, there's a lot of dead space there. What Apple is basically doing is taking away the, 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 the dead black space around it. So the status bar will work its way around the camera. So it'll look a lot smaller, but it, functionally, it'll be about the same. So, so what you're saying is basically the display, what people see on the screen will no longer be completely black and cut out at the top. It'll... it'll Connect, I guess, is the Let's best way. Connect way. above the camera and below. So the, the camera. fill and the, and, the, and the little and the little hole punch will basically float. Correct near the top. Okay, yeah, it, it, it'll be centered in, and and floating right near the top of the of the display, and maybe that gives you another extra status bar icon. Maybe, you know, we I, we we haven't seen it yet. Right. But if you're taking away that black border and and also the way it kind of curves up the the horns as they call them. You know, Apple might be able to squeeze in another status bar. My guess is they won't because that will mean different software for the two phones and they probably won't do that. But maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe it'll get the battery percentage back. Who knows? Gotcha. We'll see what they do with that. My That's guess is... One I was just going to say, I was thinking of, of the various of the various icons that I would want to see back at the top of there. <laughs> I want that you know, battery percentage number. I uh, yeah. Trying to figure out do i have 50 percent or 70 percent or you know yeah, yeah. Like, good point good and you, point. you have to bring down the control center just to see the number uh, yeah, mm -hmm. it's a pain uh my guess is they won't do any of that and they'll just they'll just center the status bar icons as, as they as they do horrible great so you know i guess you know speaking of hardware perhaps i mean we are you know maybe one of the mold the things i do want to talk about um this potential hardware subscription service um because and i mean i think that this would be an especially appealing sort of model for you know can for like an enterprise user to be or an you know an it organization to say you know we are want to we want to lease essentially a hundred iphones for our employees so um for a little bit of context this was in the um, power on newsletter from bloomberg basically saying that you know apple's working on subscription service for the iphone other hardware products that um and this is a direct quote a move that could make device ownership similar to paying a monthly app fee so i guess what sort of is the i don't know enterprise implication here i guess how does how is this how does this differ? Let's say if you could do it for like a MacBook, Ken, how would this model yeah. differ than what currently exists? Well, I mean, you know, subscriptions are huge these days because uh, companies like Apple and Microsoft and others, they like subscriptions because it's a guaranteed stream of revenue. Mm -hmm. So they, you know, they like this idea rather than having a company, say, come in and buy 100 MacBooks or MacBook Pros for their employees. 
and you know a lot of these companies are now on three and four year replacement cycles so it's like you know a one-shot deal for the company a one-shot deal for apple and then you know the company basically supports the devices for the next three or four years and then probably mm -hmm. comes back to apple for more uh with this subscription idea i mean basically apple's kind of been doing this already with the iphone you know you can buy one and then you turn it in and you buy another one the next year and you you know it, it's the upgrade program uh in terms of the iphone but for companies it allows them to uh, quickly supply the latest hardware to their employees and you know without a big huge outlay at the start of the of the process and keep these things keep relatively modern equipment supported at least that's right. how i read so i, I think you know it, it's going to be it's another option that apple can offer that allows companies that maybe don't want to spend I don't know whatever it would cost to buy a hundred MacBook Pros right now. Totally. Uh, right up front, you know, especially I can see it for SMBs, you know, smaller, small and mid-sized businesses. Mm -hmm. This could be uh, very attractive. You know, if it, it, it's going to depend on how Apple rolls it out, but uh, I, I think it's a smart move. Does that does that sort of dovetail, Michael, with kind of how you understand this thing? I'm going to tell you, I didn't know that's what SMB stood for. <laughs> SMB, small and mid-sized business. I, I, I learned something these. We do. No, we do. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know about the business side of things, but so as Ken says, Apple has a program in place called the iPhone Upgrade Program. You can buy a, an iPhone, no money down, 0% interest, spread that cost over two years with Apple Care. So you, you have to get Apple Care Plus with the phone. So it works out to, I don't know, $30 a month, whatever, however, whatever the cost is, you know, it, it's no, there's no savings involved. You're, you're paying for the full full price of the phone. What the program allows you to do is after 12 months, 12 payments, you can upgrade to whatever the new model is. Um, Apple takes the phone, uh, uh, wipes out the rest of the remainder of the bill, and then starts a new one. Uh, you, know, you can upgrade or downgrade or whatever you want to do. So that is what's in what's in play now. This mm -hmm. new program, which was fairly light on the details. Right. Yeah. We, um, the, the way I see it is it would be, A, not just for iPhones. So iPads, maybe Macs, Apple Watch. And it's more of a, like a flat rate. So let's look at Apple One, the Apple One bundle. You pay $30 a month mm -hmm. and you get this stuff. You keep it as long as you pay for as long as you want to keep it. If I want to cancel it tomorrow, I can. If I want to keep it for the next 10 years, I can. There's no obligation. There's nothing to, to worry about. There's no end to it. My guess is it's going to be something similar with whatever this program is. In that Apple would say, okay, you get uh, two gigs of uh, two terabytes of iCloud storage, Apple mu Music. Uh, Apple TV Plus, an iPhone 13, and I don't know, Apple Arcade for $65 a month, something like that, where, where it's a flat fee. You're, 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 it's, it's not just, I want to buy an iPhone, you're getting an actual service that repeats, and you don't actually own the thing that you're getting. Like, right. the, the way I, so what, uh, the iPhone upgrade program is essentially a payment plan. If you don't want to upgrade after 12 payments, you can make the full 24 payments. In right, right, right. I assume this program, you would never own anything. It, it, it's like the difference between buying a car and leasing a car. Yeah. It, 
and, and, and you know, as as you as you may know, when you lease a car, because the payments, the monthly payments are generally lower, you can get into a more expensive car, you know, than you normally would if you had to buy it outright. So it's 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 similar to that. You never really own the car when you lease it, but when you're done with the lease, you turn it in, and then you can lease another one. It's it, that's sort of similar to the iPhone program. But that's I think that's the way to think about it. As as Mike said, you you mm-hmm. have this flat fee. It's a lower fee than you know than it would cost you if you had all of these components bought individually. So I do think it, it, it has some attraction for business. Again, with the caveat, we don't know what the details are yet. Right. You know how much how much it's going to cost and what the yeah, basically just like what the what the caveat is. Um, and what are the services that Apple might provide? You know, they've been talking a lot. Apple's been talking a lot about Apple business essentials recently. Right. And, uh, you know, so there may be other services that they can layer on top, whether that's 24 hour support, 24 seven support, you know, or uh, or as Mike says, you know, some cloud store, iCloud storage, something like that, that might make it more enticing for, for companies to, to buy into this service. Yeah, yeah, that. That certainly makes a lot of sense. And and to the point of sort of what I've been saying, and I think I maybe already mentioned this, is that, you know, it's it's not sure, not sure like what devices specifically it's going to apply to. But I mean, me just looking at it, it seems to make a ton of sense for them to offer, you know, sort of pro or like enterprise level devices like, you know, a MacBook Pro, like an iPhone. Um, I don't know, maybe like an iMac sort of situation, um, be- especially for, you know, a small to medium-sized business. I think that's a good point, Ken. Well, especially if you're, again, and and I guess I'm thinking more SMBs right now, but, you know, these high-end MacBook Pros, you know, the ones with the, the, like the M1 Max chip or, you know, something with an M1 Ultra maybe, they can get really expensive. Totally. So if you can find a way to basically get that into a customer's hands without them doing the outlay of that initial, you know, that big, big price tag, then it, it sort of opens up the door. Again, it's the idea you can get a more expensive car. If you lease it, you can get a more expensive Mac with this kind of program. Yeah. Again, we'll see. But it's it's also worth noting that, so the iPhone upgrade program, first of all, it's only available for the iPhone. There's nothing like that available for other um, devices. And that is also, that's a credit check. So you have to have a decent enough credit score where they are comfortable that you're going to pay for the life right, right, right. for the full price of whatever you're buying. Um, Apple Card has, you know, things built into it three months, six months. There's nothing like this for anything other than the iPhone. And there's nothing like this for people who maybe can't afford to shell out 1500 bucks, 1100 bucks, whatever the cost of a higher end phone is. Certainly not like a 2000 or $4,000 Mac studio. And this, if it, is a way I understand it. Like Ken said, with the car leasing, I can't afford to buy a $70,000 BMW, but I can afford to lease one over right. the course of, you know, three years. So totally. it would absolutely lower the barrier of entry for those higher end devices. Um, and also, you know, really make some of those smaller devices attractive, like maybe an Apple watch is $12 a month or something, you know, like that, it's 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 that rent to own lease to own thing and you know some people say oh it's uh, you know they're just taking money from you and you don't own anything fine it doesn't matter it's established that people do want to do that stuff sure. and some people are okay i've leased a car for the last 15 years i never owned one mm-hmm. i don't care some there people do fine it's not for you but mm-hmm. i think it could work 
in this instance. And I th- and I think you know it's also locking someone into the ecosystem who maybe oh, sure. wasn't using it before, um, whether sure. that is like you know an, an everyday consumer or an enterprise user. I mean, if you if you're going to go you know rent a fleet of twenty MacBook Pros and in two or three years you want to you want to update something else, you know you've already caught twenty of them. Let's just get 20 of the new ones or whatever it is. Um, so, I mean, and that's obviously appealing <laughs> on, to, on the business side. And it's a good side. excuse for people to try out something new. Yeah, true. You know, like the Max Studio, for example. It's 2000 bucks. That's a big that's a big expense up front if it's $45 a month for two years. That's, you know, it's a lot more palatable, especially for um, smaller businesses and people who are, you know, who are able to afford such things but not able to afford all at once sure and you we'll realize see, we'll see we'll see what it looks like but it's yeah. very intriguing yeah and yeah. It, you know you you can figure out if you can or cannot live without it and wh- whether or not it's making a difference to you so that's probably appealing too so yeah. yep thank you both so much for calling in and chatting i really appreciate it i, I realized think... i teased a bunch of stuff and i never talked about it but we, we can talk about we'll it next week to it. Well, with, uh, with the iphone chip <laughs> the phone, stuff and, See that's that's the, the problem bump, we have. You know, chip. plan ahead. Camera bump, new chip. You know what? There there will be time to discuss. I'm certain. Um, so you know, f- future facing. So something to look I, I, forward I, I to. I didn't say later meant this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you both so much for calling in and chatting. Like I said, a lot of good info. Definitely. Def. I mean, as with a lot of things, sort of like a wait and see situation, but especially in the hardware subscription service. I think that's that's pretty interesting to see and like how they would even unveil that. So appreciate it. And thank you all so much for watching this episode of Today in Tech. If you like this video, you can give it a thumbs up. And if you're watching on LinkedIn, you can head over to our YouTube channel, IDG Tech Talk. You can do, give the video a thumbs up there. Subscribe to our channel and hit the bell icon so you're notified every single time we post a new video. If you have any questions, comments, thoughts, opinions, whatever, and you want to let me know, do let me know in the comments below and I will do my best to get back to you. Thanks again for watching, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated.